This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show on tap. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. Now, this helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. With us back on the program is Andy Serafin, doctor of physical therapy and also a U.S. soccer grassroots coach. Andy, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Very happy to be here today, Marcus. Now, today we're going to be talking about uh, a very important subject, uh, tips on what youth soccer players can do to be keeping themselves healthy, keeping themselves fit during this spring season. So, Andy, why don't we go ahead and jump right into it? First tip is strength training. Talk to us about that important part. Yeah, strength training is, is so vital to improving the muscular strength and also the neuromuscular control of muscles of the entire body, but specifically the knee, the hip, and the ankle. Um, if you are strength training, it, it is almost vital to continue doing so at least once a week throughout the season. If you have not started yet, you should definitely do so. Um, some of the benefits you get from even just simple neuromuscular training, like single leg squats and single leg balance, those improvements happen almost right away. And you can almost drastically reduce your injury risk by doing a few quick strength movements in your warm-up or at home on your off days. And it's so important because I think a lot of coaches and players get away from that strength training once the season gets into full swing. And it's so important to continue that just, just like you said. Um, another tip that we have for our youth players is incorporating speed training into workouts. Talk to us about that. Yeah, especially if you're in youth soccer, speed training is so vital. Um, and this is of utmost importance to any player who wants to play at a higher level than they're currently right now, whether that mean next year being on a more advanced team or in four and five years time, maybe playing collegiately or even professionally. As you go throughout the game, speed matters more and more. And in youth soccer, speed is more of an asset where if you are a fast player, you will boost your team. As you go throughout the soccer landscape and you advance more and more, speed continues to remain an asset, but it also becomes a liability. And if you are slow on the ball and you're slow off the ball, teams will target you. And there's close to nothing you can do from a technical perspective if somebody blows right past you. Um, it's also really important to note that the age range where players get faster is between about 13 and 21. Once you hit about 21, that's about as fast as you're ever going to be. So if you're in that prime middle school, high school range, or maybe even early college, that's the time to focus on speed training, get faster, and also reduce your injury risk. Excellent. Great advice there. Um, another tip uh, that you're going to provide for our youth athletes, and this is a little bit different, uh, plan out your exam study schedule. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, soccer players, they're not just players on the field. They are total humans on and off. And when you're looking at your study schedule, these are the things that can impact your strength training schedule, your game schedule, and your overall practice schedule. So if you know you have a tough week of exams coming up and you say, hey, I know I'm going to have to, you know, maybe take a day off practice or um, do a little bit less speed training this upcoming week, it's important to plan all of that out because then you can do some prior work the weeks before and the week after to make sure that you're keeping your volume steady throughout the entire season. 
Um, it, it's not a very bad thing to miss one workout, but if it is repetitive over time, then you're going to lose some benefits. And although it's not ideal to do an extra workout in a week where maybe you have a game or two, it is better to do that than miss the workout altogether. And then you look back at the end of the season and it was like, hey, I kind of missed like four out of 12 weeks of workouts because I had four weeks of exams. Well, if you can maybe cut that in half by tweaking your training a little bit and knowing your study schedule in advance, you can hopefully help to mitigate that. And I think it's important to, because it reduces your stress level too. I would think if you plan ahead and figure all that out, uh, your stress levels and having those stressors on you will certainly make things a whole lot easier. Um, another tip for our youth soccer players to keep themselves fit and healthy during the season, mobility work. I love this one. Talk to us about that. Yeah, if you find a, a U10, 11, 12 soccer player, chances are they're quite flexible um, as long as they haven't hit their growth spurt yet. Um, and they are flexible and mobile in two kind of ranges, in both the joints and the muscle. Now, as players age and they grow and they develop, um, the muscles are going to get a little bit tight, especially if you're going through a big growth spurt. But if you happen to get ahead of that and start doing mobility work before these growth spurts even start, one, you're very comfortable with doing all the stretches, but two, your muscles are getting a little bit longer. So that way, maybe you can hopefully prevent some things like reducing the incidence and severity of things like Oscar splatters for the knee or sievers for the ankle and the foot. Um, it is so important to get in the habit of doing good mobility work because it, it's unfortunate to say, but sometimes when you meet a player who's a little bit older, going into later phases of high school, college, or even early professional, um, they've lost a lot of mobility. And I think if you can attack that at an early age, you might not be able to prevent all of that loss, but maybe you can cut some of it off. Um, another point that you have uh, here next, another tip for our players, and I think this is so important, and it goes along with everything else that you're saying as well, but recovery from past injuries. I think sometimes we're so excited to get back out on the field and so eager, so enthusiastic that we don't take the time that we need to recover from the past injuries that we've had. Yeah, recovery from injuries is so key. And the number one predictor of future injury is previous injury. And if you're not fully recovered, then your risk of re-injury is significantly higher. So take, for example, something like a, a hamstring strain where, honestly, if you have a youth player and you rest them a week or two, they'll feel about maybe 80% better. Um, but 80% isn't 100%. And some games and practices, you can get away with 80. Others, you can't. And in those instances, you're at, you're at higher risk for injury. Um, so something like a two-week hamstring strain, if you stretch it out maybe a week or so and you properly recover, it's better to get that extra week out of the way up front and early rather than have this nagging hamstring sensation the entire season. And with that, you'll also have some knee issues and maybe some hip issues. And I, I think it's really vital, especially at the youth level, um, to fully recover from all injuries that way, again, if you end up playing at a higher level, your overall injury history is low and you're more likely to stay healthy at a later age. Yeah, I think it's important to take that extra time early on so that you don't have to take even more time later on down the road. We're talk to, uh, talking to Andy Serafin, doctor of physical therapy, also a U.S. soccer grassroots coach here on the podcast. Our final tip for our youth soccer players to keep them healthy during the season Um when you do get hurt, find a physical therapist or athletic trainer immediately. Why? Yeah, because again, 
physical therapists and athletic trainers are, are really good at getting somebody in early, giving them a thorough musculoskeletal evaluation and setting out a treatment plan. And that last part, setting out a treatment plan is the one that is the most important. Um, rehab is not only physical, it's also psychological too. And being able to go to someone with experience that says, hey, week one, we're doing this. And week two, we're going to increase this, this, and that. And week three, we're going to go into half practices. And at the end, maybe you can warm up for a game. And if you feel good, go ahead and play 15 minutes. That gives so much confidence to athletes. And I think that is so, so important. Also, you can also maybe reduce the risk of future injury as well. Um, something even like a simple ankle sprain if you're able to get in rehab earlier, again, you can cut that rehab time off significantly rather than doing the rehab on your own. Um, I will say that sometimes it's not always possible for athletes to get access to an athletic trainer or physical therapist, but if you do have access to them, please use them. Um, it is so important to utilize every single thing that your team or your club offers and communicate every single knock or, or niggle or or pain that you're feeling, because then we can help you kind of diagnose and say, okay, this is something that you can play through versus, okay, this is something where you have to sit out. Um, so I think that is very important. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people and a lot of athletes sometimes hide certain injuries or certain knocks um, just because they're worried about, you know, um, that means I'm probably not going to play a whole lot going forward or what, whatever the reason is. But I think people need to understand that these athletic trainers and physical therapists are on their side, right? Yeah, it is. I will say it varies place to place. Um, if you're working for a team, sometimes the athletic trainer or physical therapist has to put the needs of the team first. Um, being if an athlete wants to play while injured and the team knows it's not a good idea. Well, it's up to the coach to decide, hey, even if you want to play and the PT or AT is cool with you playing, I'm going to hold you out. Um, in the private sector, it's, it's a little bit different because whoever you're working with is completely on your team. There is no, you know, I work for club so-and-so, so I'm going to recommend this so the coach is happy, yada, yada, yada. It's like, no, I work for you. And honestly, if an athlete tells me, hey, I'm hurt and I want slash need to play in this game for whatever reason, and their mind is made up. I'll help them do so, but I will help them do so while mitigating as much risk as possible and giving them the proper education that they need to hopefully make the right decision. Exactly. Providing them with the information so that they can make the best decision uh, for them. Excellent. Andy Serafin, uh, where can folks uh, find you on social media? He's a wonderful follow. Yeah. So you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram, as well as TikTok. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Dr. Andy DPT and on Instagram and TikTok, you can find me at the football football with a U physios. Um, pretty easy to find or just search Andy Serafin. I I'm not a hard person to find at all. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Wonderful follow. Make sure you go check him out. He provides a lot of wonderful information and uh, you'll get a lot of value out of Andy. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the program today again and talking to us uh, about our youth soccer players and how to keep them fit during the season. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you for everything that you do helping to keep soccer players in, in West Virginia, as well as the surrounding areas 
um, as healthy and giving them as much information about the game as possible. Well, we appreciate your kind words and thank you for listening to the podcast. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe and share our program and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.